All right, so I lied a little bit. We're going to talk what? a little bit about what the you know EB brought to the table, say. what he talked about, and I then we'll it. talk. We'll talk some caps it. there. Great qu- uh, comments and questions coming mm-hmm. there. We're going to give a shout yeah, out uh, Milton, that, Aubrey, yeah. Tanner, uh, Connor. We did not necessarily get to your question. I apologize for that. Uh, he asks, "Will Brian Robinson be the starter over AG midway through the season?" Nope. If you would have asked EB, he he seems a little bit more bullish on Robinson mm-hmm. uh, yeah. than most. So he might have said, you know, probably something along the lines of if Gibson continues these fumbling issues, then yes, you'll see Robinson take over. I don't think so. I don't think that Robinson's going to take over. I think Gibson's going to have a very productive season. Uh, and hopefully one of the things you want to see with your running backs is you do want to see a little bit of a, a rotation. So they stay healthy throughout the year uh, yeah, and then like, you can run the sure. ball in the playoffs, keep some of those high, you know, high profile offenses off the field as much as possible, which Washington, and, when they were on that win streak, that's what they did. Right. Those four games was 10 minute drives. That was great, bro. Mm-hmm. And maybe this pick, was sneaky smart because maybe they've seen enough to realize that AG is not progressing at the running back position as fast as they want to. So yeah. maybe they bring in Brian and they can stick AG back to what he was doing in college, being a wide receiver slash running back. And that's just another weapon, you know, another position of weaponry that we have. We could use Brian in the back and JD back there too and line up AG in the slot. Or you could line up AG and JD in the slot and have Brian in the back like that. So maybe it was a sneaky good pick. It wasn't just to take AG's job. It's maybe to let AG be more comfortable because he's not that comfortable taking the tailback spot. AG did, you know, you know, speak out and say that he would desire to be, you know, used more in the passing game, maybe be kind of a maybe Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. kind of, I know a lot of people look at Curtis Samuel as the one who Washington Not anymore now. Use. But yeah, well, in, this injury, I think that he's going to bounce back. I think that Curtis yeah. Samuel is going to have a good year. I do think that Dotson's going to eat into some of his touches. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd love to see, a, a, you know, Gibson used Ooh. more fluidly in that offense in a, in a way Rather that uh, kind of, I'm, I'm really yeah. excited for that. So I am you know, too. We'll that kind of, you know, it kind of, but it kind of goes back to what Trev, you were asking EB about is that why were they putting a guy in a position that he's not comfortable with? Yes. Maybe they did that with Gibson as well. Exactly. Tried to force him mm-hmm. into a position that he's just not comfortable enough with. I so agree. Maybe they move him to where he is more comfortable. That's, I don't that know. Was, that, it starts to make be, more sense when you say it that way. That might be too many weapons. If if there's ever such a thing, if you've got never Robinson no, in the that's backfield, a great problem. You got to keep your defensive guessing. And it is a, and mm-hmm. You and don't know now. You don't know where the ball's going. Right, you don't know right. who's lining up where. You because now you got all these people that can line up in more than one position. Yeah. By adding Brian, you could. So hey, it's I, I, I love the. Yeah, I love the pick even more now. Yeah, but, but I, but I, what, still what my I least say, favorite pick. I'll say that. It's not my <laughs> and again, it's not the player, but I think you could have got, got equal him. talent in later rounds, Ooh, right? Like if Cole yeah. Turner was drafted where uh, Robinson was drafted, for the third example, round to the fit, yeah, mm-hmm. right, and oh, he was boy. drafted in the third round, you might mm-hmm. say, "Man, couldn't I have gotten that?" in the fifth round or something. Couldn't you have gotten a talented running back in the fifth round and Ooh, use that third rounder on 
something that's a little bit more pressing need instead well, see, of something that you already are stacked. And fairly. maybe I, I and I guess not because the running back class really wasn't. I mean, you had Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, and I honestly forgot about Brian Robinson until they called his name. I didn't yeah, even know sure. he was in the draft. Right, that's not so, what I was expecting. Yeah. So you know, like maybe that was the best running back yeah, at maybe. that position that we couldn't afford yeah. to wait on if we wanted that. Maybe. You know, so it's just hard to tell. Running backs are a little bit different than quarterbacks, though, in that I think you can find a ton of running backs. Oh, yeah, for sure. Maybe not this year. Maybe not this year. Yeah, you're right. And maybe not this year. You can always go 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 the Patterson route and get an undrafted Uh, free agent who potentially has something. That's, hey, undrafted free agents, you know, often do shine, especially in running back positions. They just need the the right opportunity. Uh, We're going to keep it up with this commander's talk because we have some questions, uh, you know, rolling in here. Grayson asks, where do you all see Dotson playing with Samuel? Both healthy, obviously. Um, I see us running four wide receiver sets and having them both in the slot. I see us using him a lot more of the offense than we probably anticipated, especially now since we just signed Alex Erickson, who's a punt returner, kick returner. And I know the rumblings coming out saying that Dotson took those snaps in college and that could happen. But now with that move, that just makes me think that he's definitely going to be on the field lining up next to Terry and Curtis. So I think Kind of like a similar DeAndre Carter role last year. He came in and took a couple, but that was by injury. So I don't know. Maybe this is a sign that Adam Humphreys is gone. But he yeah, did get Adam a jacket. Humphreys is gone. Dax Milne's gone. I think Dax is still there. I think AGG is gone. Dax stays. Kelvin stays. I think Adam is done because he's a slot receiver. We have Curtis now. We have Jahan Dotson now. Hell, we can even line AG in the slot now with that Brian Robinson move. Terry lines up in the slot some. So I just think they'll be on the field together at some point. I think because I don't really think they've already they're giving up on Curtis Samuel right now, especially Ron Rivera's coach from Carolina. He knows what he has in Curtis Samuel. Would I think you, would you hate this? Would you hate this? And I do that. I think I probably do this every week. Would you hate no, I love it? Uh running across uh from sideline to sideline. Here here's your weapons. Okay. You've got Terry, then okay. you've got Curtis in the slot. All right. And then on the other side. You've got Dotson in the slot, okay. and then you've got Diami. Okay. Or that's where you put Gibson. And then in the backfield, you've got Robinson. I love it. Or McKissick. That's I mean, Carson Wentz is probably going to stand there and go, there's the five hell? guys open. Who the hell am I going to throw it to? And they're all fast. And they're, they're all, all fast. Speed demon Robinson. And, not. and then McKissick's so, in there or – yep. Uh, Gibson's and fact, in there. factor can, can in the Logan at tight end or Cole or even John Bates. Hell, I like John Bates at tight end. He showed last year that he has yeah. potential to being uh, an important piece on our offense, even with Logan Thomas, you know? So I like that lineup across the board. I even yeah. like Cam Sims on the outside. I think he, Terry, he probably plays outside before Terry on the Brown, outside. And then Diami, Curtis, Jahan Dotson. If you can find to keep Adam Humphreys because he's a nice security blanket, Gibson, whoever plays slot is gonna is is fine. So I really I like our receiving mm-hmm. core across the board. I really do. And and all I ask for personally, and nobody listens to me, but all I ask for is every possible weapon to help Carson Wentz succeed. Yeah. Yes, and they did that, and That's they why did we that. Love I mean, look, the wide receiver. We saying. want an offensive look, weapon, and Dotson look, was there. He, he threw damn near thirty touchdowns with Michael Pittman. 
a banged up T.Y. Hilton, mm-hmm. and a Zach Pascal who was started his career with us on the practice squad, mm-hmm. but now right. he's getting money at somewhere else. Yeah. So he didn't really have his number one was Michael Pittman. No offense, yeah. but he's a good receiver, but he's not a number one. But he's he wasn't last year. He break out this year, but I, right. I don't know that he's going to do any better with Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan might, than he yeah, than he know. did with Carson Wentz. So, yeah, I'm happy to get to the question there for for Grayson. I think both of them. What's great about both Samuel and Dotson on this team, and even Terry, you can put them anywhere. Mm-hmm. You can put them. You can put them to the outside and have you know the three, just the three of them lining up, right? Terry, mm-hmm. Dotson, and Samuel. Mm-hmm. Having any one of them in the slot is going to be a nightmare for a corner, uh, like a cornerback or a linebacker yeah. to cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, They're it's going to be yeah. it's going to be really rough to to cover that as long as they all stay healthy. I, and I think that's going to be great. Uh, shout out mm-hmm. Hawk TV joining us uh, here as well now. Uh, I was looking at the snap counts, and uh, it was interesting to see DeAndre Carter did play, end up playing 44% of the snaps uh, at Mm -hmm. wide receiver. Only caught 26 passes. Mm -hmm. Now, where do you feel with the Samuel Dotson? Terry McLaurin, let's say he gets what, 90 receptions? You think that's out of the realm? Possibly. probably right on. Probably Mm -hmm. right on. Okay. Where do Samuel, they are healthy all season long, where do Samuel and Dotson end up? with receptions we won't even talk they, yards just they, receptions they they split 70 receptions 70 to 75 receptions they i'd split, probably go i'd probably go over that yeah i think curtis gets maybe a little like 10 more targets 15 more than 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 jahan just because of ron's experience and the veteranship or whatever but i think jahan gets a lot of targets I think and a lot of receptions too. And like you said, back to you, all three, Terry, Jahan, and Curtis, they all play the same way. They're all small. They're all fast. They can play anywhere, and they can all um, uh, execute contested catches. We've seen it in Carolina with Curtis Samuel. He's Mm -hmm. run some goal line fades of contested catches. We've seen it all career with Terry. Mm -hmm. And we saw in a highlight tape with Jahan Dotson. So they all are similar, very similar receivers. Like you said, Nathan, it's going to be scary because they all you locked down Terry two times. Okay, well, who's going to cover Dotson and Samuel? They're both lightning fast too. Mm-hmm. Same player as Terry. It's just so, yeah, I agree with you, Nathan. There's no, and, there's no drop off. And that's why I think that's why I think personally that this is a make or break year for for this staff. Oh, for, for sure, for, because uh, Coach Rivera, yes. and Turner, mm-hmm. and all these guys. Because now you got a now quarterback. They have, now you got a quarterback. Now you got weapons. If you can't exploit that and win a bunch of games against, as EB said, against a weaker mm-hmm. schedule, right? And yes. a weak division, weak-ish division, mm-hmm. right? If you can't be successful with that, then you're just not going to be successful. No, and we bro. can't keep continuing to put you out there. So right. this is a make-or-break year for, for the staff. I think you, it is. If they I win seven you. games, I think they're all gone. I think they Especially have to win by the, how eight. the way they executed this offseason. They didn't really mm-hmm. get the big name free agents like they did last year. They just kind of got the, the the needed position. Same with yeah. the draft. We drafted yeah. needs, not the big splashy names that make our offense and draw tickets, but that can really fit our scheme and our, our organization. So like you said, the way they did their due diligence and executed their offseason plan, now if that doesn't translate with all the better things that you've gotten in the offseason, yeah. besides Carson Wentz, that's a big name. And like you said, if it doesn't work, everybody's gone. Yeah. Everybody's gone. 
You can't you can't win six games and say, hey, yes. we're still we're still working. Part of the yeah, process. bro. Like yeah, yeah that, that, like that'd be if that'd be nah. that, the only way that they would be retained. I think is if there was again catastrophic injuries to the team. But even then, you have to start wondering whether or not it's time to, to start anew. Uh, yeah. Going along with Ooh. this the Samuel talk here and where he's going to line up with Robinson, a true running back. Does Samuel? not see any of these Debo Samuel type of touches. I'm going to take this one first. And uh, and what I'm going to say here is I don't think Curtis Samuel ever should have been taking Debo Samuel type touches. I think that the, the, that he is not necessarily built. Obviously he had those, the injuries there Mm -hmm. uh, or injury that, that kept him out. He's not one I feel is going to necessarily be explosive. Sure, run a jet sweep, sometimes maybe yeah. run a wildcat bubble type thing, every you know, bubble screen type thing. But for mm-hmm. the most part, he like you don't want to be splitting him into a Debo Samuel role. You want him to be a wide receiver, you know, out of the slot, find ways to get him the football. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that he needs to be getting Debo type touches. And Stoner, what do you think? Well, I will say this, and you, and I think you're exactly right what you just said there. And I'm starting to get Debo Samuel fatigue, right? I'm <laughs> I'm getting tired of everybody saying that every team needs a Debo Samuel type player. You don't. It worked no, great for San Francisco. That doesn't mean every team has to do that to be successful. I mean, it's not like San Francisco had this incredible offense all year. No. Yeah. But Debo Samuel did carry them because mm-hmm. he's a special mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. But you don't need it to be successful. So I'm getting no. a little bit of that fatigue. Uh, I've had enough of the everybody needs, you know, we need somebody on our team to play. It's also Debo the first Samuel year role. Debo Samuel took that particular type of role. Yeah. So, so, he hates it. so he hates figure it. out, but figure out different ways to get playmakers the ball in situations to make them successful. Mm-hmm. And San Francisco figured out a way to do that with Debo Samuel. That doesn't mean. Curtis Samuel has to get four running plays every game. It nah. just means you got to figure out how to do that, whatever that means. And like mm-hmm. you said, maybe it's some jet sweeps, maybe it's some bubble screens, whatever it is, you've got to figure out ways to make these guys successful. And they, San Francisco used him like that because they didn't have any other, you know, right. way of scoring. Like, he really was no. the option that they He had was the there. only option. Yeah. If he wasn't open, then they looked down to George yeah. Kittle, which – you know, is another good option, but yeah, they, that's the only way they could score points was to make Devo. Yeah. I mean, you all, and you nobody just want... said that until he asked for a trade. Nobody was asking two months ago, <laughs> is anybody going to play a Devo Samuel role until he said, I need a trade. And now it's like, Oh, well, are you going to play a Devo Samuel role? I'm not taking shots. Anybody asking that, but like, like some back in Stoner's point, you don't need a Devo Samuel to win. Yeah. Cause obviously and... they had one. They didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> They won they pretty did. well, but they they did, they did pretty well. Yeah, but, know, but what it know. comes down to is you want the playmakers to have the ball. Simple. Samuels Curtis Samuel is one for the Washington Commanders, but I don't necessarily think that it no using the in same that capacity. Way. You know, look at look at his first game with the Commanders. He caught what four passes, three of them were for first downs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, right. Let him move the chains. You you know, Trev, you keep mentioning Humphreys. I don't think we need Humphreys to be back. I think that no, this wide receiver know, group is going to be pretty good with the the five being you know Terry, Samuel, um, Dotson. Uh, you got Cam Sims and uh, right now Jimmy we Brown. don't know. Yeah, but like who's six Cam. and seven? I don't necessarily think is going to be all that important. No. And you got a couple no. of young guys in the the 
the practice squad. These mm-hmm. tight ends are going to get there. Going back to that question of like where we're going to, you know, what what the uh, catch count for these guys are going to be. It's going to be pretty interesting. I think for Dotson to be seen as successful as a rookie, especially mm-hmm. spending that that the the first round pick on him. I would say, you know, and disagree with me if you if you can in the comments or if you want to in the comments. But I think for him to be successful, I think you're looking at at minimum 40 catches and well over 500 yards. So I think that's, that's like, say, like that's the, get, where it needs to be for him to be successful. He can get 20 or catches. He can just get take bombs, like stretch the field. Something that 20 catches, what, 300 yards and, you know, four touchdowns. I don't think that's Do a what, successful first round pick. But it's. What we were, I mean, 20 yard, 20 receptions, 300 yards may not be stat wise good, but it's helping our team. It's well, if, if it's for sure, if it's 20 catches, 300 yards and four touchdowns, that's and you fine. Have the fifth ranked offense in the league and you yeah, win I'm 11 cool. games and I'm cool with that. And it's great. But yeah. if he has that, like, yeah, he shouldn't get year, 40 catches. That means he had a we terrible offense. Him. Yeah. That means. Trouble. I kind of agree. If we, if he gets 40 catches and that means Terry gets 90, that's 130 catches between Terry and Jahan. Now we got to factor in Curtis Samuel, who's a huge part of our offense already. Like you Logan, said, they brought back JD, Logan Thomas, Gibson, JD, Cole Gibson, Turner, taking those Cole red Turner, zone touches. John Bates. So like yeah. that's so 40 catches is kind of a lot to expect from someone who wasn't drafted to be the guy, but to be a compliment to our guy. I think 20 catches, 500 yards, because they're going to be bombs. That's what he caught. His yak was crazy. Yeah. And, and what if he what if he has only, again, again, 30 catches, but McLaurin has 112 for yeah. 1,400 yards because mm-hmm. he's now freed up yes. because people have to pay attention to Dotson. Exactly. So, the, so it, it's hard. You can't just go with stats. No. Um, you have to look at it. There's context. The There's, There's context. context. There's context, that. yeah. We just have to wait and see. But I will say, usually, if you have only 20 catches out of your first rounder, it's probably a problem. It's a problem. Well, so we'll see. I, I, I don't have it in front of me. I had actually the stat in front of me as far as the first rounders, I think, since 2018, wide receivers taken. They've averaged 31 receptions. Mm. And okay. like 75 or 73 targets, somewhere in that range. Is, I mean, is had like 20, 26 or something, didn't he? I mean, Diami, targeted the Diami Brown numbers. Then. Diami but got again, targeted like six times. <laughs> he, was, he was on the field for 29% of the snaps, yeah. and he was targeted. Let's he see here. Um, targeted? I think he had like 40 targets, maybe. Looking at 25 targets, 12 yeah, receptions. So he had 20 catches. Tra- yeah, yeah bro, he wasn't a factor at all. Yeah. Well, he, he was, was – I think he was open a lot more, but, I mean, the problem was – and he started Taylor seeing Heineke. the field a lot less is with Taylor Heineke there. Yeah, but sure. um, the – you know, Tanner says, given the number of options, 40 catches, that's fine. You know, that's one of the things we, we talked about here. Uh, Grayson says, as long as he's better than Doxon. Uh, Matt, I, I, how many how many are we up to on the counter now, Stoner? As far as um, calling him Josh instead of Jahan, you you are. I know I got one in there because yeah. you said it. You kept saying it over and <laughs> over, and you're like, "It's Josh Dotson." I'm like, <laughs> it's like, no, wait, it's not. And then you were like, "Oh, oh, wait, what am I saying? It's not Josh Dotson. It's Jahan Dotson." I'm excited for this year, you guys. 
it's going to be good. I think that there's a lot of good things, you know, to be excited. Maybe we're being ash burned all over again. No, we're not uh, using I mean, that term anymore. Okay? That's not ash burn. We're being ash burn is when you get to <laughs> camp and and you start getting oh! it all, in all your ears and all your eyes. Bro, Jimmy Davis is so fast. He's going to be like, defense for the year. Like oh my God, Jimmy Brown can so fast. <laughs> Bombs all day. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's screaming for the touchdown. Oh my God. We're all 17 and 0 until we're not. <laughs> Yep. And then week one happens is, bro. We're and then you're like, oh, bro. <laughs> bro we're the official schedule will be coming out for the NFL pretty soon. So we're looking forward week, to that. Next week is, uh, or wait, this this weekend is. It's this um, weekend for rookie, rookie minicamp. minicamp. Yeah. Yep. And then the schedule this, releases again, next week. Gets, yeah. Get really excited to see these rookies uh, and see what they come out there. Pretty excited about it. Rookie mini camp. Uh, we're looking forward to hopefully if they have training camp, we'll be there live somewhere. as well. Yes. Uh, Stoner will not be with us the next couple of weeks as he's going to be with family. Uh, don't worry. We're shopping around for some good fill-ins. Our Stoner yeah, stand-ins as we're going to be calling them. Uh, so you're definitely going to keep checking us out. Uh, uh, but before we leave, I was yeah. about to leave, but I was just like, Stoner, Let's hear about the, your stoner recaps. Yeah, bro. And how did how did those caps do last night? Fill us back in. Caps uh, played a tremendous hockey game last <laughs> night. It was great to see. They went on the road. They played the number one team in the NHL, the best team mm-hmm. record wise in the NHL, the best home record in the NHL. They were down two to one going to the third. Florida Panthers this year. Went into the third period with the lead 25 times. You know how many games they won? 25. 25. Well, technically they won 24, (sighs) lost one in regulation. But they did not lose in regulation in all 25 games this year. And the Capitals, old, decrepit, uh, slow, too, too old to hang with these young fellas, came back in the third period and held the highest scoring team in the league to only two goals. And won four to two. It was a great win. It was gutsy. It was gritty. Their goaltender played much better than we all thought. And mm-hmm. so I'm excited. They've taken home ice away, uh, t- uh, home ice advantage away from the Panthers. And game two, Thursday night, 7.30 p.m., back down in Florida. And Stoner will be live tweeting from the Ref the District account Absolutely. and then be on there for his second <laughs> Stoner recaps here on our YouTube channel. Be sure to check that out. Join us again next week, 730 Eastern on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And if you're on YouTube, make sure you do a favor and subscribe. Do yourself a favor and subscribe to the channel. It costs you nothing. Yeah. However, I brought up at the draft, and I see the hand raise. We're going to get to Trev here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. We uh, at the draft, I mentioned that we we're going to have a giveaway. It's not quite ready this week, but stay tuned to the channel. We'll get, let you know what's going on. It's going to have commander's gear. It's going to have new ref the district gear. That's what we're going to be. That's what we're kind of waiting on right now. So, but to win, I guarantee you, you're going to have to be subscribed. That's the one thing that's set in stone. You're going to have to be subscribed to the channel, uh, and we'll have some good gear coming up. Uh, for that mm-hmm. giveaway. So stay tuned for that. Trev, you had something to add before yeah. we close out officially. I'm going to go back to hockey, believe it or not. I don't know hey. Jack hey. about it, but Stoner. Yes, sir. We came back and won four to two. Yes. Did, did we use all of our energy to do that? Or are we going to, can we just, and like, can we carry that momentum over to game two? Or do you think we use it all for game one and we're just going to 
What is yeah, that's, game two? Game two predict like what is your game two? Prediction? Yeah, that's a good question because again, this team is older, but it wasn't yeah. one of those games where they had to put everything into it to come back. They okay. just played their game, and they gotcha. play a heavy game, which means they do right. a lot of four checking. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, so to try and get turnovers from the other team. And then once they got the lead, this is a little hockey geeky, but what Florida likes to do is they like, because they're young and they're fast, they like to carry the puck into the offensive zone, right? Most teams kind of like they throw the puck in and go after mm-hmm. it like the Caps do. And they pound guys it's against tough. the boards to try and get the, the puck. Yeah. Well, Florida likes to carry it in. That's their specialty. Once the Caps got the lead, they basically lined four guys up at the blue line and didn't let anybody through. And they kept turning it over, turning it over, turning it over, and they couldn't adjust. So Florida is going to adjust to that. They're going to have to adjust to that. And it's not going to be catastrophic if they lose. They still have home ice, right, because they took one on the right. But AB says we don't play well at home, so we kind of really do need to win this one It's weird they – normally play at home if you look at the crowd in florida it was dead Dismal. it was not a good crowd when they come back saturday night, oh, it's gonna be rocking it is going to be especially rocking. if they're up two games and none right it's gonna be yeah but rocking. i didn't say this to eb but two years it was it the year after they won the cup they their first round matchup they were against carolina they won the first two on the road and then they came back and got uh, beat four straight games ooh, so ooh, so everyone was like oh my god we're ooh, this is awesome we won ooh, the first two on the road and then they just got uh, pushed around a little bit so that, that's not going to happen this time we're going to yep. keep that oh, positive god, attitude yeah. here on ref the district the caps are going to win the commanders are going to win the whiz will do something continue playing the game of baseball hopefully they'll sign Juan Soto, uh, that one's going to be interesting. We'll keep you informed here on Ref the District. And until next time, do what? Be a fan. We love Washington, uh huh, and we saw them die hard fans. Yeah, we are. You know we keep it on ten. One, Let's talk about two, the one, two, three. Defense. Let's go. And they gifted. We are ref the district. Come on now and join us. You join us. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.